Welcome to the Exec MBA Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So this episode is all about our Executive MBA application process. We just passed our June 25 deadline, but we're going to continue to accept applications until our class fills. And so in spirit of this moment, we wanted to invite a couple of members of our Executive MBA admissions team, Catherine Alford and Ali Torres, on the podcast to talk a little bit more about our Executive MBA application process, their favorite tips, where you might get started with your Executive MBA application if you're looking to move quickly, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Catherine Alford and Allie Torres. Allie, Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brett. Happy to be here. Happy to be here, Brett. Great to have you both here. We talk a little bit about the executive MBA application process, where we are, where things stand. Uh, but before we do that, Allie, people have not heard your voice before, unless they've scheduled a one-on-one conversation with you or uh, perhaps come uh, for a tour. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about you. You are the newest member of our professional degree admissions team. So, Yes, I am. Um, my name is Allie Torres. For those of you who haven't met me or spoken to me, And I recently joined Darden's professional degree programs as assistant director of admissions based out of Roslyn, um, Virginia, here with Brett and Catherine. Um, Prior to this role, I worked in the Office of Student Affairs for our full-time MBA program. And I'm just so excited to be here and support um, our part-time MBA and our executive MBA programs. All right. Well, we're thrilled to have you on the team, Allie. Uh, we're so glad that you're here. Uh, Catherine, I think you're still the longest running podcast guest, number one guest of all time. Catherine Offer, tell us a little bit more about who you are. Well, that is such an honor. It's on the top of my resume. Um, my name's Catherine Alford. I am on the admissions team at Darden. I've been at Darden for almost 14 years, which is probably why I'm one of the longest running guests on the admissions podcast. Um, I am based in the Roslyn office and get to support this amazing, incredible team with the working professional degree formats. All right, Allie, Catherine, thank you so much for being here. As mentioned, the, the occasion of this podcast, talk a little bit about our executive MBA application process. Uh, as uh, folks who may be uh, reading on our website and keeping up uh, with some of our webinars may know, we're keeping the June 25 round open. We're going to plan to continue to accept applications until the executive MBA class fills. So even though we're recording this in, in late June, uh, the executive MBA application is, is still open. Uh, we're still accepting applications and thought it would be helpful just to talk a little bit about the application process, give some tips uh, for people who are looking to get started with an application, maybe share some ideas about where you might get started if you're looking to move quickly on an application. Uh, So Catherine, come to you first uh, with this first question. What's your favorite tip for executive MBA applicants? To focus on your story. I think that a lot of applicants to Darden are focused more on the last couple of years of their life and their future. And here at Darden, we're really looking to get to know each of our applicants. Um, And when we talk about their story, we're talking about from the beginning of their life to now, and then their goals for the future. So many of the things that happened to us when we were earlier shaped who we are, the things we care about, where we want to make an impact in the world. And so we really do believe story, just story start at the very beginning. And so um, when you are thinking about working on an application to Darden, um, really do start at the beginning and think about kind of the experiences that you've had that have been pretty pivotal and um, 
strong memories that you have of experiences that you've had that you think really have shaped your and that takes a lot of work to do sometimes sometimes it's not those things just don't pop into your mind so spending some time reflecting on your past and the experiences that have really made the biggest impact um, is an important part of the process of applying to business school and one of my favorite things to share with applicants is recognizing that the application itself is effectively an initial introduction to who you are. You're not going to be able to share everything about yourself. So doing that reflection, thinking about what's most important for you to communicate to the admissions committee through the application itself and developing a list of application priorities, those things you absolutely want to make sure the admissions committee knows about you at the end of reading your application. And then thinking about how the different elements of the application can really help you advance uh, those priorities and tell that story uh, to your point over the course of the application. Of course, if you're invited to interview, that's a that's a sec- sort of second phase of the application process and a chance for you to give real depth uh, to your story and help us understand your, your motivations, and the reasons why you've made the decisions that you've made over the, over the course of your life and career. Allie, no it's early days for you in admissions, but you might have a favorite tip uh, to share with, with applicants. What would you share? Yeah, uh, very similar to Catherine. I think a lot of times, People overlook the per, the personal aspect of um, telling their story or highlighting that. So a lot of people will really be focused on the professional or academic aspects of their application. And they don't realize that the personal component is such a big element in the application. It's our opportunity to get to know you, highlight um, unique traits about yourself and what you bring to the Darden learning community. And so I think it's really underlooked, but um, a big component that people should should look at and focus on. Yeah, the metaphor that we use is of a three-legged stool. Uh, the three legs are personal, academic, and professional, and sort of extend the metaphor out for the stool to stand. Each of these legs needs to be developed through the, your application. And so the personal story is equally important uh, to academic and professional. And part of that also has to do just with what happens at Darden, the learning experience, how much of your personal and lived experience comes with you into the classroom. It's case method, it's participatory, it's discussion-based. And of course, you're you're working in small teams. Every student's assigned a, a learning team, five to six-person team. That's a social touch point. It's academic resource for you as you navigate uh, the core curriculum. In our executive MBA program, we also have 10 student organizations. We have opportunities for leadership, and so students are very engaged outside of the classroom. So who you are personally matters a great deal. Catherine, I know this is something that you're also passionate about. What would you share uh, with applicants? I was thinking about the expression, show, don't tell. So when we're working on applications or when you're in an interview, rather than just saying, I'm really interested in finance, or I really like problem solving, or I really like, I'm really interested in the sports industry or media, whatever it might be, Try to find an example of, of a story from your past that really makes that point to drive it home. Um, it sticks better in our memories and our minds, and it makes your story come to life. All right. So as we're talking about telling your story and working through the application, where do you recommend that candidates get started? All right. So people who are listening to this podcast may be interested in applying here to join our class that matriculates uh, this August, uh, our class of 2025, as it's known. Um Allie, uh, do you have a tip, a suggestion of where people might start if they're looking to move quickly on an executive MBA application? Yes, um, I I think there's a few pieces that I would maybe mention. Um, first is thinking about your why, um, thinking about the MBA as a powerful tool that can help you facilitate some incredible outcomes, but thinking about 
um, your why and what problems, outcomes, or goals you're seeking to solve for. Um, but a great place to start, I think, would be maybe scheduling a conversation with a member of our admissions committee, because from there, we can kind of talk you through your application um, and help you out with any questions you have. I appreciate you noting that. And I know you've done a fair number of these conversations, one-on-one phone calls, um, and it's a really a good opportunity for you just to get directly to the source, uh, ask your questions about the application process, learn a little bit more uh, about our program. We always do recommend that people do some, you know, some basic research before joining those calls so you can kind of get to the next level question. So if you schedule one of those calls, recommend that you at least open an application, read through the application, see what's required, maybe take advantage of some of the resources that we have out there. Discover Darden blog has a whole executive MBA application tips section. For a Spotify user, we have an application tips playlist with 20 plus micro podcast episodes focused on the application process. You don't have to listen to all of those things before a call, but giving yourself some context for the call will allow you to have a much more informed and kind of next level conversation with, with the admissions team member. Catherine, uh, for somebody who's looking to move quickly on an executive MBA application, where do you recommend uh, they start? I think a good place to start is with the essay prompts. Um, and then uh, thinking about what parts of your story you're interested in using the essays to share. I also, while I say to start with the essays, I also want to point out, I think that that's probably the most overthought part of the application process. So the other piece of advice is not to overthink them, just to respond to the question. Um, but I think that using the essays to kind of think through what parts you want to tell can help you shape the rest of your application. Yeah, one tip I always give people is just before you start working on the application, just read through the application and see what's actually asked. I think with the essays, people sometimes think that we're searching for that there's a right answer. Uh, there's not there's not one right answer. There's many successful responses uh, to the essay prompts that we have. And the essay prompts are really kind of a two-way conversation. We ask the essays that we do because they align with important values here at the Darden School, but they're also a great opportunity for us to get a sense of your voice, uh, hear about experiences that you've had, begin to get a sense of who is this person who would show up uh, in a Darden classroom? Because uh, that's what all of this is about, is to try to cast forward to the experience, think about how you're gonna show up uh, for your classmates in and out of class. The other thing I'll note uh, for folks who are looking to move quickly, the application process, maybe just on some of the documentary requirements. Um, so you may know that we do require transcripts for all degree-related coursework. That might, might be a nice place to get started. Sometimes that can take a little bit of time, reaching out to the registrar, downloading, a transcript off the website or requesting it through a electronic transcript service, uh, that kind of thing. When we say unofficial transcripts uh, for degree-related coursework, we mean transcripts that have been issued directly to you. And it could be a scan of a transcript, be a download of a transcript, photo of a transcript, all of those things work. Whatever you choose, whichever option you choose, just make sure it's legible, it can be easily read. The other piece uh, that can be one of the slower parts of the application process is the recommendation. And so as you're thinking about places to get started, starting with your recommender and saying, hey, I'm planning to apply the executive MBA program, I'm looking to start this August. Do you have some time? Do you feel like you could write a good recommendation for me? Here's a copy of my resume. In our executive MBA process, we have a preference for current supervisors. Uh, part of that is because this is a working professional program and you will really need their support as you go through this program because you will have to take time out of the office, away from work uh, to participate in the program just to nature of the schedule and the structure and design of the program. Uh, but also current supervisors are well-situated 
uh, to answer the questions on our recommendation materials. The recommendation materials here at Darden, it's electronic process, it consists of a ratings grid, and then three basic questions. How do you know the applicant? How's the applicant compared to their peers? And what's one piece of critical feedback you shared with the applicant? And so once you enter your recommender's information, they're going to get an email with a link to the recommendation materials. And those really those those materials, probably 30 minutes of focused work, I think, for most recommenders. Uh, but we do find because these people are busy and they've got a lot going on, giving them a little bit more time if you can. So starting perhaps with the recommendation might be worth your worth your while if you're trying to move quickly on application process. And also make sure your recommender is aware of your deadline. Um, and they know when you're trying to submit your application by here we are considering applications on a rolling basis. So there's not necessarily um, a, a firm deadline per se, but just let them know you're trying to move as quickly as you can. I mentioned current supervisors are a preference, but we always defer to applicants when it comes to recommender choice. You know who knows you best, you know who knows you well. Uh, sometimes it's the current supervisor, somebody, sometimes it's someone else. If you choose someone else other than your current supervisor, consider using the additional comments section of your application just to share a little bit more context and information around your recommender uh, choice. Catherine, anything else uh, you'd recommend for people as they, as they work on an application trying to move quickly? Yeah, I think it's important to remember that your recommender is doing you a favor. And so spend some time chatting with them about your reasons for pursuing an MBA why you think Darden's program in particular is a good fit for you and what you're hoping they will highlight in the letter of recommendation. Help them out a little bit is basically what I'm saying. Um, instead of just sending them a link and saying, hey, there's a deadline, uh, grab some coffee with them, treat them to coffee and let them know kind of what you're hoping that they can, how they can support you in your application. Definitely. If you're looking for just a helpful overview of all the things that are required in our application process, a step-by-step guide of sorts. Uh, mentioned the Spotify playlist, but on our application uh, portion of our website, we have actually an application process page. The admission section of the Executive MBA website has kind of a step-by-step, step one, two, three, here are the things uh, you're going to need as you apply to the Executive MBA program. So that's a good uh, place to start as well if you're looking just to orient to, to what's, what's required here as part of the application process. So uh, we've never had a mailbag segment here on uh, the Exec MBA podcast. As much as I would love to have uh, this kind of segment, we've never been able to, but I thought we could have like a quasi mailbag segment with some frequent questions that we get from folks around this time of year or who are looking to apply just to kind of maybe tick through some of those. Uh, Allie and Catherine, if you're up to it. Uh, so um, Allie, question for you. Are there any application fee waivers available? Yes, Brett, there are application fee waivers, and this is one of my favorite things to tell applicants. Um, so the first and easiest one is uh, two steps to qualify for the fee waiver, um, and it saves you $250. So obviously, it's great. Um, the first is to connect. So participate in a phone conversation, as mentioned earlier, um, chat with one of us in the admissions committee, or attend a virtual um, coffee chat. So that's the first um qualification. And then the second one is to join um, one of our upcoming webinars. Uh, you can find these on the website and register for them. Um, but it's an exciting, you know, um, way to find, um, to connect with us and then also find out information about our programs more in depth and answer um, any questions that you have. So that's our most common way to, to get that waiver. There are also um, other eligible uh, 
ways to to qualify for a waiver that can be found on our website, like being part of Teach for America, the Peace Corps, um, Education Pioneers, Forte. So kind of look into that on our website. But the first and common one is the participation-based fee waiver. I appreciate your, your noting that. We have a number of upcoming events. I mentioned we're recording this here in late June. Uh, so we actually have in-person class visits coming up uh, July 7 and 8. We've got a tour here at Sands Family Grounds. If you want to see and sort of tour the space um, that are where our executive-based students have class, we have a tour on July 7th classes, as noted, on the 7th and 8th. we got an application FAQ se- se- session coming up on July 10. And an overview webinar later that week. And these overview webinars kind of where we discuss the structure and design of the executive MBA program. So lots of uh, ways to kind of meet the event portion. Uh, but the call, as, as noted uh, by Ali earlier, calls a good way to get started. If you're trying to move quickly this time of year, you're not 100% sure where, where to begin. You got some questions. We basically have one-on-one phone call availability every day uh, of the week. And so if you can't find a time that works with your schedule, please uh, do not hesitate uh, to reach out. Um, I'll take this next one. Uh, are are uh, tests required? Do I need to take a standardized test to apply? Are there test waiver requests available? Uh, the answer is in our application process, candidates have a choice uh, to submit a standardized test score to request a test waiver with their application materials. I'll note if you if you have a valid test score for any of the tests that we accept, executive assessment, GMAT, GRE, MCAT, or LSAT, uh, we'd ask that you report uh, that score as part of your application. But if you haven't yet taken a standardized test, you're kind of weighing this out. I would say late here in the cycle, um, the test that may make the most sense if you're looking to to take a standardized test is the executive assessment. It is uh, 20 to 30 hours of, of preparation. Uh, our general impression is that uh, folks will spend about 20 to 20 hours or so preparing for the test. Uh, so that's the one test that's out there if you're looking to take a t- standardized test. But we also have test waivers. Uh, available in the executive MBA application process, the test waiver is is con- contained within the application itself. So, in the test score section of the application, if you're seeking to request a standardized test waiver with your with your application materials, you would say yes, I'd like to be considered for a test waiver in response to the question, and that opens up a 500 word text box where you can really you know, basically make a case uh, for yourself. Uh, what in your background can help us understand your academic readiness uh, for the program here at Darden? So at the end of the day, if the admissions committee admits you to the program, we can do that from a place of confidence, feeling like, yes, there, there's evidence here that, that that this candidate can do the work. And there's, you know, of course, quantitative as well as qualitative courses in the Darden uh, core curriculum. And we want to make sure we're putting you know, in a position as a student to be successful. So if you're, if you're making a, a, a test waiver request, uh, some Potential sources of information to consider are degree-related coursework, undergrad, grad, what classes did you take, how'd you do uh, in those courses, overall body of work there, Um, non-degree-related coursework, things like Coursera, massive open online courses, um, could be things like MBA math, uh, the list goes on. Uh, Professional certifications as well. Uh, We have folks who CPA, CFA, PMP. Uh, series licenses, lots of different certifications, and of course, uh, what you've done over the course of your career, the nature of your work and, and responsibilities. And so that, that's kind of the, the different sources of information. And then in the test waiver request, as mentioned, you have up to 500 words really to build to build your case, to, to make your request. And that's the time for you to really direct 
our attention as the admissions committee to aspects of your background do you feel like can really help us understand your academic readiness? So do you need to write 500 words? No, uh, you don't have to write 500 words. Uh, should you write more than a sentence? Yes, you should write more, more than a sentence. Um, and we will consider the waiver request along with the full application and provide an update uh, at the time of decision. Uh, for for candidates who request a test waiver, and and people always ask, um, you know, what are the chances of receiving a, a, a test a test waiver? And it is really case by case. It's it all comes down to your background, uh, what's in your application, how our admissions committee can understand your academic readiness for the program. I always share with folks in the most recent matriculated class, it was roughly 50-50, um, 50th percent of the students uh, applied with a test score, roughly 50% of the students received a test waiver through the application process. Uh, but that does not mean you have a 50% chance. Uh, that just gives you a sense of, you know, the kind of breakdown that we have seen in our recent classes in terms of who applied with a test score, who applied with a test waiver request, and just some some potential strategies for you consider if you're considering uh, a test waiver request here uh, late in the cycle. Catherine, uh, anything you would want to add on, add on this point? Anything um, that comes to mind? You want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward and demonstrating your academic aptitude. And so the data points that we have to look at that are your undergraduate GPA. You think your undergraduate GPA is a strong representation of your academic aptitude, in addition to professional work experience, um, the quantitative work that you've done in particular, there's a good chance that you will move forward with the test waiver. Um, but if you feel like your academic aptitude can be elevated with another uh, data point of academic aptitude, that's where standardized testing comes into play. And as Brett mentioned before, the executive assessment is the most common test that we see with this population. It is a little bit shorter um, than the GMAT exam, and it is less an ability uh, of your, less a test of your ability to remember high school geometry and more a test of your readiness for a program like Darden. Um, it, it, it's just a little bit more analytical based um, integrated reasoning rather than, um, than uh, the area of a isosceles triangle. So that, that's kind of a little bit of a relief, I think, for many people. Yeah, it's a 40, 40 question, 90 minute test. It was originally designed, executive assessment uh, was originally designed uh, with this population in mind. Uh, so if you're curious about a test, if you're looking to learn more about one, EA, executive assessment, is where I'd recommend starting. Um, and the, the other thing to kind of know about it, uh, to Catherine's point about it being a test of readiness, the idea was that it would also create feedback uh, for candidates um, about maybe the areas where they might want to brush up and 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 as they get ready uh, to start a program. And so uh, for those of you who are hearing this and wondering, that the Darden have pre-matriculation prep resources for students in the executive MBA program? The answer is yes. Uh, we have uh, some accounting MOOCs. We also have a uh, uh, more advanced product that was developed by one of our finance faculty members uh, called Be Ready. Uh, we have another sort of series of videos that touch on topics like accounting, finance, decision analysis, and economics called uh, pre-matriculation course. Uh, we have virtual and in-person academic prep sessions uh, as part of what we call professional degree program Darden before Darden uh, that will be taking place uh, coming up a little bit later in, in July. And so there's lots of resources to help you get ready uh, for the program too. So uh, I'll, I'll mention that as well, because we've really built those out over the over the past couple of years, um, trying to make sure that executive MBA students, if they want to brush up, if they want to get ready before, before school starts, that there's lots of lots of ways for them to do to do that. So Catherine, um, what's a Darden interview like? 
It is my favorite part of the application process. It's when a member of the admissions committee gets to sit down with an applicant and learn a little bit about them. I think the um, admissions interviews at Darden are a lot of fun. I, I, I recognize I have a different vantage point being the interviewer instead of the interviewee, but they really are a conversation. And the general theme of the Darden interview is tell me your story. Who are you? What are you about? How did you get to where you are? I think one way to really prepare well for the Darden interview is to go through your resume and at each line ask yourself why. Why did you choose this specific school? Why did you choose this specific major? Why did you choose the activities that you were a part of? How did you choose the first job that you took? Uh, et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth, and really start to weave together a story of who you are and how you got to be where you are. Um, I think sometimes the part of the interview that doesn't have as much preparation as I would like to see is the piece about why an MBA and why Darden. Um, you know, we really love this school. We love this community. We're so excited um, that you want to be a part of it. And we'd love to see that you've done some research to understand why you think that this is the right place for you to spend the next couple of years. Yeah, to Catherine's point, uh, our favorite part of the application process, I, I think that's pretty universal across across our team. Uh, one of the things that's interesting about our interview process that um, may be a little bit surprising to folks listening to this podcast is these are anonymous interviews, meaning uh, your interviewer will not have read your application in advance of the conversation. And they will not have a copy of your resume in front of them either. Our role is really to learn about the applicant uh, from the applicant. Imagine if we read your application and, and resume and all these kinds of things, uh, we might have a lot of formed ideas about who you are and your strength as a candidate before we ever meet you. And uh, we think that the way that we approach interviews is actually the fairest way uh, to interview because the interviewer is really learning about you as you're telling uh, your your story. Now, in our executive MBA application process, we're a small team. Uh, you might run into someone that you had a conversation with uh, before, had some engagement with, but know that that person still has not read your full application uh, or or has a copy of your resume in front of them. Um, they are really uh, going to learn a lot more about you over the course of, of the interview. Allie, I know you've been doing uh, some interviews. Uh, what do you enjoy uh, about the interview process? Yes. Um, I love the interview process. I think like Catherine said, uh, for our team, it's it's our favorite part. Um, just because we get to know you and it's your opportunity to really share your experience with us and who you are. Um, but I would say one of my favorite parts is at the end of the interview, I always ask, um, tell me what you like to do in your free time um, so I can learn about people's hobbies and interests. And I I feel like People are kind of thrown off a lot by that question, but they get very excited to tell me about that. And I, I love um, being able to learn about those aspects of the, the candidate as well. Yeah, to your point about the personal uh, being equally important, um, I, I do think people are a little also surprised by it. it's a conversational interview. I think we maybe have all had more behavioral interviews before and it's a lot of like directed questioning of tell me about a time when, what's your greatest strength, what's your uh, greatest weakness, this kind of stuff. And that is not how this interview goes. Uh, to Catherine's point, to Allie's point, this is really a time for you to kind of drive the conversation, to tell to tell your story. Uh, you have about 30 minutes, so you're gonna have to make some choices uh, here about what you, what you choose to share, how much detail uh, to provide. But I always 
tell people that the the application tends to give a very surface level view on most applicants. Um, it's the interview itself that brings the depth uh, that can really help us understand your motivations to Catherine's point around that question, why? And so you think about these two parts of the application process, we get sort of the, we get the high level overview through the application and the interview really brings uh, the depth in. And so if you're leveraging both parts of the application process, by the end of this, we have a really good sense of who you will be uh, here as a Darden student. Catherine, any final thoughts? We also are curious to hear what you, how you see yourself getting involved as part of the Darden community. So think about those things as well. Think about the contributions you will make to the school. Absolutely. And as mentioned, there's lots of ways for executive MBA students to get involved. It's a, it's a little bit of what you want to make of it, a choose your own adventure. Um, I think most of the students would tell you, you know, it's good to have a clear sense of your own priorities as you come into an MBA program. Uh, what do you absolutely want to make sure you get out of this experience? So some of the priorities may be educational in nature. Some of them may be extracurricular. Uh, for some of our students, they, they really want to be involved outside of the classroom. And there's great opportunities to do that. You can be a you can be a club leader. You can start uh, your own club. You can be involved with the Executive Student Association and have one of those leadership roles. Uh, you, if you ask five Executive MBA students, you know, what do they do? Um, in addition to going to school, you're going to get five very different answers, kind of coming back to that, that priority question. But there's there's a great deal of potential and opportunity for someone who wants to be involved, wants to be engaged here extracurricularly. All right, so last question, and it's a little bit of a tricky one because we are evaluating decisions on a rolling basis here. So as mentioned, uh, we are, are officially past the June 25 deadline, but we are keeping the deadline open. Uh, we're continuing to evaluate applications on a rolling basis until the class class fills. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're interested in starting an application, uh, open the application, choose the June 25 rounds. That's the round that we're going to keep open. And what we're telling people right now is, you know, after you submit an application, probably about a week or so from submission to decision release. So you know, roughly, it's a rough guide. But if you look at our existing deadlines, you know, things move quickly as we get into June. And so we're going to keep with that spirit. So um, try to get your application together as, as, as quickly as you can. As to Ali's point, we are here to help. A good first step, if you're trying to move quickly on an application, is just schedule, schedule some time with a member of our team. If you have any questions about anything that we talked about here on the podcast, just the timing of things, know that we're here to help and, and support you as you go through this. And we're going to try to get you a decision as quickly as we can. The reason for that is, you know, start of school's coming up in, in mid-August. And so we want to try to give you as much runway. If you're if Darden's going to be an option for you, you're going to be joining us here at Darden. We, know, we want to try to give you as much runway as possible uh, to get ready for the start of school. So if you put an application together quickly, we're going to try to get you an answer as quickly as we can while still being deliberate and thoughtful about reading and evaluating. Uh, your application. So Catherine, um, final thoughts for, for our potential applicants listening to this podcast? Final thoughts. So I would say to, I feel like there's few times in life where we take a time out to sit back and reflect on where we've been and where we want to go. And so as much as you can, I would enjoy this process. I think not only is applying to business school helpful um, in terms of getting into a, a great program, but it also the whole process is helpful as you recruit for other jobs, go in for other interviews, understand more of your story and your reasoning. 
um, becoming really kind of rounding out the full dimensions of who you are, the personal, the professional, and the the academic um, can really be a benefit to you in other areas in addition to just um, applying business school. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, occasionally we hear from people at the end of this that they really enjoyed the application process. It was a time to kind of reflect and take stock of all that they've done and to also dream a little bit, to think about what's what's next for them. Allie, any final thoughts from you? Yes, I think my thoughts were in line with Catherine. Um, To take time to, to find those elements that you enjoy even about yourself or about who you are and and highlight those in the application. I think those things set you apart as an applicant um, and they help us understand who you are. And so it's kind of that, that process of not only moving forward your future and thinking about an MBA and and what this does for you and those next steps, um, but also kind of reflecting on what you've done as Catherine said and, and where you're headed. And so I think, this gives you that unique opportunity to not only reflect, but kind of get excited about these possible next steps of of starting this executive MBA program um, from Darden and, and becoming part of the Darden community. Because um, as someone who personally has been, um, you know, working for Darden, but also uh, just so for those out there who are listening, my my husband is um, a recent graduate and alumni, and uh, we're we're kind of a Darden family, and I think. Um, it's something that's very special about about Darden is just how much I think I can speak to um, how much I love the school and I love what it's done for my family. And so that's just kind of a personal element. But I think that um, that's you. That That's the next step. That could be you. Um, so so think about that. Think about Darden and what it could do for you and be excited. Sure. A, a few uh, a few thoughts here as, as we wrap up. You know, candidates always wonder, you know, applying in May and June, is is it too late? You know, I guess almost more from a like, are there people in the program right now who also applied uh, in these rounds? And, and the answer is yes. Um, and typical executive MBA cycle goes until late June, July or so. So this is very much a typical executive MBA cycle. And I always share with folks, there's something about knowing that class is starting uh, in August that can kind of get people really focused on this. And it's, you know, you have the option to start now or you have to wait a year uh, to begin your MBA journey. And I think if you talked with our our current class, our executive MBA class of 2024, they are now in the second year of their program. This is a 21 month program. And so they are at the point where they're starting to round Round the corner, uh, they're into the second year. They're about to complete the core and move into an elect, move into an elective period where they're going to take twelve electives. And I think that's one of the great things about this program is that once you get started, uh, you move quickly through it. And there's always something new to look forward to. Every couple of months, you get new classes. And so um, we always meet great people this time of year. It's definitely not too late to apply. We have students in the program right now uh, who who applied. At this time uh, in, in, in the prior cycle. The other thing I'll note, and this came up in an alumni session uh, that we're going to share here on the podcast, it's said by one of our one of our recent grads, is there is no perfect time uh, for your executive MBA program. I think oftentimes people are waiting for everything to line up just so in, in their life to kind of find to find that window when everything is perfect. And there's just not that time. You think about our executive MBA students, you know, they range from around five years of work experience, 25 plus years work experience. We have over 45 undergraduate majors represented within the most recent matriculated class. 
Um, so lots of different academic backgrounds. Some people have you know experience with these topics. Other people have no experience with these topics. Some people you know work in industries that directly align with some of the things that they're learning about in class. Other people, this is a this is a big uh, big shift for them, and they're here to learn all these things. And so just know that there's lots of different kinds of people who can be successful here. There is no perfect perfect time, and there's something uh, to be said for just getting started and, and figuring it out as you go, which is really the, the reality for most of our executive. MBA students um, that they get into the program every quarter uh, brings a uh, new opportunities uh, and and sort of a new new courses and and you have to figure out your schedule every every quarter you know what's going to work for you and your family and 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 work and and as you as you go along you get better and better and better at the process and if by the time you get you know four to six months in um, you feel like you have your sea legs and you feel like you you know know what you're doing and how all this works and then by the time you start to round the corner where our where our, where our second year students are now you're really going to feel like you you have you have the program you know sort of at a point where you figured out something that works for you and you and you have your elected classes to look forward to um and and that's a that's a very fun and exciting time Catherine, does that that all make sense it makes sense and if you're on this podcast then you are very aware that we have this podcast. But I would encourage you to really spend some time listening to some of the other episodes with our current students. I think what you'll realize is that these are real people. They are busy people. They are going through the grind of school and work and uh, family. And they're also having a lot of fun. And they are leaning on the people in their learning team and in their, in their cohort, et cetera, um, and just kind of getting through it together. Um, so it, it takes all kinds of different types of people to make this program work and, um, everybody brings a unique background and adds a great deal and we get through it together. I think that's good words to end on there. Uh, Catherine, Allie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was so much fun uh, talking with you and to our applicants. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see an application from you, uh, in the, in the next couple of weeks. And that was my conversation with Catherine Alford and Ali Torres, two members of our executive MBA admissions team. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at exec. That's E-X-E-C, MBA at darn.virginia.edu. Till next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.